This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want to bring you a message tonight entitled, Disappointed 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 now tonight's message may be a little different than maybe something I normally would bring you I I hope that it will speak to you the way that God was speaking to me as I prepared this earlier this this moment is when this young lady was being given the silver medal at the Olympics I don't think she's happy I don't think she's pleased which goes along with a, a psychological study that has proven that there's a great difference between bronze and silver. A great difference. Now gold, we all know why they're jumping up and down, because they feel validated. But the difference between bronze and silver is that silver deals with disappointment, where bronze has a feeling of gratitude. They're just glad they made it to the metal stand. They realize they didn't get gold. I mean, this is a psychological fact. They realize they didn't get gold, so they're just glad they're there. Because they're looking at all the other 50 people that participated that didn't make it, and they're there. But silver, silver deals with an emotional moment. Because while they stand there, they realize just how close they came. And the disappointment kicks in. And I wanted you to see this. Because this is an example of, uh, of the reality of being disappointed. Luke chapter 17, verse number 11, begins like this. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers, notice this, if you, if you don't mind underlining your Bible, I think this is so imperative, stood at a distance. Ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, how many? One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. Now notice this, he had called to him from a distance, but now he falls at his feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, notice this, stand up and go. So important. Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Father, tonight, somehow let what you put into my heart cross this pulpit. Or let me get out of the way. I I, I know when the enemy does not want a message to come. Father, I ask you tonight, let the clarity for what you put in for my life today, come now across so that we can know how to serve you better. 
Father, let us all hear what the Spirit would say to us. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit of God. And all God's people said, Amen. So what we have here is a very familiar passage. I thought about disappointment. Have you ever gone to a restaurant, saw a picture in a, uh, uh, a menu, ordered something expecting what you saw in the picture, but whatever that is that comes on your plate leaves you quite disappointed? Have you ever viewed the house or the hotel online and upon arriving you see the tricky camera angle that leaves you quite disappointed? There are lots of things. Have you ever read the book, then gone to see the movie and you find yourself disappointed? To be disappointed means, and by translation, when something doesn't go as hoped. Yesterday I, I had an appointment and and that I had requested. The appointment did not go badly, but I was very disappointed in the outcome. I was trying a new business out for a very specific need. I went to this business, they began the process, and they saw an opportunity to increase profits and suddenly shifted gears. I was determined to be kind, and I was determined to show Christ, not only for the cause of Christ, but because my wife had threatened me to be so. So I explained to them once again exactly what I was attempting to purchase from them. As I explained this to them again, uh, I, I, I gave them a very clear out. If you can't provide this product, then I, I, I understand. I gave them a very clear out. They made up their minds, however, that I was going to spend the extra money. They, they had spent my money for me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? As they had spent my money for me, they began to try to convince me to increase the spending. They stopped hearing me. They stopped hearing what I had to say because they had a destination in mind and would not be dissuaded. Now, this is going along with the Scripture, believe it or not. I'll get you there. You see... They lost their ability to hear what I was saying and they only heard what they wanted to hear. The, some of you are wondering what it is. I'm not going to tell you. The only option for them was what they wanted. And they put a tremendous amount of effort and pressure to attempt to sway me to their viewpoint. But as the customer, I was just as determined to only purchase what I had gone there for. They were somehow quite shocked when I thanked them very kindly and took my money and business elsewhere. When I got to my vehicle, I was not angry. I was a little agitated. I thought that was a sign of growth in God. But quickly, I found myself disappointed. I had so wanted it to work out right. I had so wanted this to be done, to be through, checked off the list, and I found myself disappointed because it didn't have to go that way. I think we all have found ourselves at the place that we see situations that didn't have to go that way. There are moments when it seems our hands are tied. Now, I've got to get you somewhere so you can see the, the beauty of the Scripture, but stay with me. There are moments when our hands are tied, and then there are moments when we can see clearly how someone could have chosen differently. We find ourselves disappointed. In this passage, Jesus finds himself in a similar place. He has encountered ten lepers 
as he has entered the city. The lepers, either by design or by providence, are in the right place at the right time and they make the right request. Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. Heal us. Save us. Deliver us from this curse that has taken us. As they call out to Jesus from a distance, Jesus responds to them and gives them very clear directions. The directions that He tells them to do they immediately, I want you to notice, they do exactly what Jesus tells them to do. As they're obeying Jesus, all of a sudden, they find themselves well. They find themselves completely healed as they obey Him. Now there's a great message to preach here in this passage on obeying God can make you well. But that's not the message the Lord sent me with tonight. Because obedience to Christ's plan always transforms us into healthier people. Can I get an amen? You'll find serving Jesus takes you further than you could have ever dreamed. You see, the curses that chase us will give way to the restoration power of Jesus Christ. When these men realize that their pain is gone, their reproach is no longer upon them, they are then faced with a choice because all of a sudden they have stepped into healing and as they've stepped into healing, suddenly they are faced with a choice. One of the ten, only how many of them? One of the ten looks at his hands, looks at himself and says, I'm clean, I'm going back to show gratitude for what Jesus has done for me. The other nine look down and realize that they are clean and they keep on going. Now, where did the other nine go? Well, the other nine most likely continued to where Christ had told them to go in the first place. They continued on to the priest. Why? So that the process of declaring them clean could be begun so that they could return to normal society. They went on. Now let me note that I've always thought that in this verse, I've wondered why it's a negative thing for them to continue on the way they went. Why was it a negative thing not to return? Because they're only doing what Jesus told them to do. They're only going where He told them to go. But the one makes his way back to Jesus, and Jesus says this very clearly. He says, why are they not here? He says, can you hear it in his voice when he says, why are they not here? They didn't come back. Jesus is suddenly disappointed. When God began to deal with me about this passage, I, I began to think that somehow that maybe uh, I was going to preach about all the things we do that disappoint Jesus, but, but that's not where God took me with this. Jesus is suddenly disappointed. He says to the people, where are the others? He says to the man, where are they? They didn't come back. Jesus is disappointed because the only one who was willing to come back to him was a foreigner, not even a Jew, those that he was ministering to at the time. Notice this, they were all healed and they were all allowed to go back to something. This foreigner, however, made the right choice because he chose to return to Jesus. Now, I'm getting you somewhere, but I, 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 as the Lord was giving this to me, I said, Lord, it takes a whole lot to get somebody somewhere, but the destination's worth it. Listen to me. This foreigner 
had the right to go somewhere because now he was clean, but he made the choice that he would return to Jesus. Why? Because his healing was great, but he realized that he had found one greater than his healing. The victory that had come over the curse of disease in his life was a great victory, but the victor who gave the victory was greater than the victory. He realized something, so he made his way to Jesus. Now watch this. The ten would continue on to the priest because though they were also healed, their desire was not for the healer, but their desire was for the outcome. They did not want the one who brought the victory. They just wanted the victory. They didn't want the healer. They just wanted the healing. They just wanted their world to get better. Why? Because when they got better, they could go back to life as normal. They just wanted everything to adjust so that everything was the way it used to be. Am I making sense to anybody? You see, they all had stood at a distance. Why? Because of their disease, they had to stand at a distance because if they touched anyone, they would have made them unclean, particularly a rabbi, and then they would have been stoned to death. Their disease caused them to have to stand at a distance. But only the Samaritan cried out so that the distance between he and Christ could be closed. The Samaritan saw something worth going toward, and when he cried out, have mercy on me, what he was saying, listen to me, some of us forget something. This is not in my notes, but this is what I feel birthing in my heart. Jesus came and he said this, I came so that I might seek and save that which was lost, that I might seek and save the ones that used to be in relationship with me. And so when the Samaritan saw him, he didn't just want to get well. He wanted to go over there and to know who he was. And so when he called out to him from a distance, the call was not so that he could just get better. The call was, I want to be able to come to you. I want to be able to sit with you. I want to be able to fall at your feet and know that you know who I am because I want to know who you are. And when he made that decision, the others had cried out not to get to Jesus. They had cried out so they could get back to their normal lives. And Jesus was not disappointed in the Samaritan's praise because the response to him was very simple. Watch this. He looks at the man, and I've never seen this before. He looks at the man, and I've seen the, the, what it says here, but listen to how it interprets. Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Listen carefully. Jesus says, can, I, I, you can hear this if you listen, I'm not keeping you from living, uh, but at my feet you find life as it's supposed to be. Now get up and go live. You see, most of us just want to live again. Most of us just want to dream again. Most of us just want to find hope again. Most of us just want to find peace again. But the hope that we need to find is not in the answer, but it's in the one who gives the answer. And when you get to Jesus, everything else begins to work out. Now, why is this important? This may not be in my notes, but I feel it from the Holy Ghost. Why is it important tonight? It's important because you will find yourself lost in troubles and despair and darkness on regular occurrences in the world. And you might not know how to get back to normal. But if you remember from whence cometh your help, you can always remember how to get back to Jesus. You can always remember that when I close the distance between me and him, everything else begins to work out. Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about is true tonight? Amen. Amen. You see, with Jesus, we find life 
as it's supposed to be. And I feel that. With Jesus, we find life as it is supposed to be. The disappointment, however, came with the sons of Israel, the children of the house. You got what you wanted, you heard what you needed to hear, and you did not change from your course at all. Yes, I made you well, but that is what you were after. Your miracle did not close the gap between Jesus and yourself. The gap became even greater because you took your miracle and went to go home. Now, I don't know how many of you are quite with me yet on where I want this to be seen. But there's a truth here. Because I don't know how many times believers live like the nine. Let me just not point such a large finger. I don't know how many times I've lived like the nine. You see, I don't know if I want more of him or if I just need what he can do for me. Oh no, pastor, how, how, that's not what a good believer would do. Let me, let me, we face a storm, so we find ourselves running back to Jesus. We're praying instead of watching whatever we've been watching. But as soon as the waves calm down, our prayer life subsides again. Is that true? You see, we want the deliverance from the storm, not the one who's walking on the storm. Uh, maybe that's not you, sorry. Maybe you join me in this place. We, we're tired of the guilt of sin, so we pray until the, the shame subsides. We get close to Him until we know we're clean, and then we're like, okay, now you have your place. You see, am I, is this making sense to anybody? Because here's what we do. Jesus comes in the room, and when Jesus shows up in these altars and sin's reigning in your life, you feel a million miles away and so out of place. And I, I'm going to tell you, I watch it from here. People go, boom, right out the door when the, when the conviction of the Holy Ghost starts coming in. Why? Because you realize there's a distance between you. And you're crying out because you want the distance to be closed. And, but why do you want the distance to be closed? If you only want the distance to be closed, uh, or, 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 or you only want the problem to be straightened out so that you can feel better, so that you don't have to have the guilt, so that you don't have to have the shame, so that you're not going through the storm, you're looking like the nine. But there's one who says, you know what? I know better than what I did. I know better than facing what I caused myself to face. But I don't want to get better just so my life will line back up and look like a clear type situation. I want to get better because I know that I have tasted of the Lord and He is good and His mercy endures forever. And I want to get to where Jesus is because when I get to where Jesus is, what I want to get to will not compare to what He has in store for me because Jesus will take a broken life and make it better than you ever dreamed possible. Amen. Why don't you praise Him like He deserves tonight? Amen. Amen. I have talked nonstop for since Sunday morning, nonstop. I left here after preaching, did a few other things, and started at 5 a.m. talking. I have talked and taught uh, I, uh, for hours, uh, almost 15 hours every day. I, I, I got through with, with a talk, the final talk I had around lunchtime today, and they said, what you preaching on tonight? I said, I do not have a clue. I have said everything I know how to say. And then all of a sudden, God began to pour this into my heart. And I know it's from God for somebody tonight. You see, we stand at a distance because we 
We know we want something, so we step it up. We praise a little bit until it's provided, and then suddenly the the provision becomes that that we praise. Is this true? And then what do we do? We hurry back to our normal lives. Lives that have a place for God, but that place is far from first or far from center place in our lives. We need to realize this danger. The danger that leaves Jesus disappointed. Notice this. Not anger or even agitated. But standing there waiting for us to finally get it. To stop hearing only what we want to hear. I'm tired of preaching hope and people only hearing condemnation. Let me just be real plain. You may be standing at a distance, but there is no reason for you to stay there. Jesus said, come unto me, all of you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for it is easy. My burden's light. Hearing only what we want to hear. He's calling us to open up our ears and our eyes and to actually apply the Scripture to our lives, even if its application changes us in a way that's not in alignment with our plan. You ever been there? Where you're like, I'm going to do this, and all of a sudden somebody gives you a Scripture? I'll never forget looking at a man who gave me a Scripture, and, 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 and I looked at him and said, Brother, you work out your own salvation. And when I got out from under the covering, I saw the reality of that Scripture. Sometimes Scripture doesn't line up with what you want. But when you line up with Scripture, the distance is closed. And the blessing is yours. The second thing that we have to stop doing is stop trying to convince God that our way is better. We say, you know, if he knew us better, he would get that our way is better. Have you ever? I made the mistake of saying to God one time, I said, you know, you're right. I was like, I guess you're always right. But we, we, Lord, you just don't know what I'm going through. Yes, he does. Listen to what the Word says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 10. But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. God knows what's happening inside of you. God knows what's going on inside of you when you don't know what's going on inside of you. God knows really why you're up to it. You know? God knows why you show up. It's sort of like somebody sends you something, I don't know, something sweet to eat, and all of a sudden friends come out of the woodwork. We just want to check on you. I'm like, no, you don't. You just want some of my brownies. <laughs> I'll share my pound cake. Listen to me. Carefully. People don't even know why they're doing what they're doing sometimes. But we spend too much time trying to tell God that He doesn't know what we need to be doing. But if we'll start lining up with what God tells us to do, the distance closes. Now look, I'm not going to speak much longer, but here, here's where I've been trying to get us tonight. And this is what God showed me, because I'm going, God, were you really that disappointed in them? Because if you're disappointed in them, that you're probably really disappointed in me. The disappointment's in His voice. Now, can you be honest with me for a moment? And I'm going to show you a great truth, but, but how many have ever felt like you let God down before? Can I see your hand? Okay. I am not alone. Let me show you what Jesus showed me. I don't think Jesus was disappointed with them. They were only obeying his instructions. 
But in their haste to get back to normal life, I believe that Jesus found themselves disappointed for them. Not with them, but for them. And I was like, Lord, okay, but, but, but all ended up well. But do you have any clue what the priest would put you through to make sure you were clean from leprosy? There was scrapings, hair being cut off. There was all of this testing that had to be done. Listen to me. That had to be done that took days. It took days. They'd lock you back up and then they'd check you again and they'd lock you back up and, and they would see if there was a hair growing in. I mean, all this kind of crazy stuff. The priestly review to see if you were able to go home was gruesome. And Jesus said, now listen to me, you're about to get why we went all the way through this. Jesus said, where are they? Why didn't they come back to me? Why didn't they come back to me? Because that priest will see that I made them clean, but they're going to have to go through a long process to get to where this man has gotten in an instant. Because the other priest was an earthly priest. But Jesus is the great high priest. So when he looked at the man and declared him well, it was settled. It was done. It was over. He was free. Is anybody seeing where I'm going with this? This whole sermon to get to this point, we all stand at a distance. We all have problems. We all ask for the wrong reasons sometimes. We all go through this. But the problem is we want to work it out our way and we'll go get just well enough. Listen to me carefully. We'll get just well enough to go back to normal life because we're tired of where we are. And we'll start going back to normal life and then we'll be mad at God because all of a sudden we find ourselves in a process that's taking longer than we thought it could be. But the hope in Christ is this. The distance can get closed. The distance can get, can get shattered and we can run to His feet and realize you have begun a good work in me. And as I begin to praise you at your feet and I close the distance and I, I come before you, all of a sudden what might take me years can be accomplished in moments. Why? Because at the feet of Jesus, miracles are still accomplished declarations of freedom are still proclaimed and the world might say oh they're doing better they're doing better but Jesus says I make you better I declare you better you will become something greater so why do we keep running onto our own plans when the only hope that is the hope that we found in the first place the one upon whom we call we called on him to save us we called on Him to deliver us. Would it not be better to allow Him to declare us free, Him to declare us clean, and to run to His feet, and at His feet all will be accomplished. Do you get what I'm trying to tell you? Do you get it? I'm just going to pick on you guys for a moment. Y'all are my friends. You might not like the process when He pulls you aside to His feet. But it's quicker and trying to do it your own way. You might not like it because you just want life to be normal again. But normal caused you a problem. But Jesus will set you free. Would you stand with me?
I've been talking 40-something hours since Monday morning this week. Nothing left to say. And this sermon somehow makes me think that might be where he wants me to get more often. Because I really believe I've said what he wanted me to say tonight. Jesus is not disappointed in you. He's disappointed for you. You need to hear that. Somebody needs to get that. There's so much more if you'd learn to worship Him. Stay with Him. Return to Him. Walk it according to His plan for your life. There's freedom. Some of you that have... Let me just... I want to close with this. How many of you that have served God more than 20 years would testify with me there's so many times you wish you'd just done it His way. It would have been so much easier. I don't care how long you walk, it's easier His way. Bow your heads. What a song we, we sang earlier. Lord, I'm sorry for running in circles. They did not know where we were going with this message. And we find ourselves running in circles. Running, trying to get that old feeling back, that old <laughs> admiration of people back, trying to get that thing we've lost back, trying to get our success back, trying to get all that junk back. And all we really need is the one who heals us in the first place. Bring us to you. Forgive me for my wrong paths. Forgive me for my wrong plans. And bring us to you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for grace. Why don't you begin to thank Him for grace? Because that's that's what. Thank you for grace. Thank you for grace. I'm going to declare this of you with our heads bowed, and then we're going to be through. God is not disappointed with you. He loves you. He's disappointed for you. Close the distance. Run to Him. I don't know how. How I can move forward without asking. Is there anyone with heads bowed and nobody looking around that would say, I'm closing the distance tonight. I'm closing the distance. I'm running to Jesus. Let me see your hand. Let me see your hands all over this Hands all over this Jesus, you are faithful. These are your children. And they join me with my hand raised to declare have mercy on us Jesus heal us and save us have mercy upon us Jesus heal us and save us and you're still declaring obey me and you will be made whole thank you Jesus thank you we come to you to declare that your faithfulness endures all who call upon you, even to a thousand generations. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. How many are thankful for Jesus tonight? Amen. That's 
What's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8:15, 9:30, and 11 a.m. Where you will find real love now. Thank you.